Media. Fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Switzer. I'm the Clydesdale. I have the privilege to get to hang out with one of my friends, Kelly Benfee, brand new CrossFit Games qualifier who lives in Wisconsin, but qualified out of Oceana. Mm -hmm. And we had her on as this journey began. And now we're going to see kind of how it ended. Um, and spoiler alert, it ends good. Yes. So, um, so last time we spoke, you were actually in New Zealand. You had been there for about a week, week to 10 days, just mm-hmm. kind of getting your feet wet. And it was pre-quarters. Yes, that's right. Right. So... Walk us through the next couple weeks. You train for quarters. Your team does that whole qualifying round. How does that go? Yeah. Uh, it's, can you hear? Can you hear that echo, or is, am I just hearing that? Sorry. It's it's our new soundboard. For some yeah. reason, it echoes for a little bit and then it goes away. Okay, perfect. Just want to make sure we're good to go. <laughs> so yeah, we chatted, and I, yeah, that was really early on in that journey. Um, so we did, I did the open there, um, kind of like dealing with jet lag, like it was just get those scores in. Then we had a chunk of training with the team. And then quarterfinals was the first time that the four of us got to compete together. It was still obviously within our own gym. Um, but that was the first time, at least I felt like I was being tested in a team scenario. So that was a good challenge to ease me into team. The other three athletes on my team have competed on teams for many years at the Torian Pro level. One of them has been to the CrossFit Games before, so they have a really good uh, resume as far as competing on teams. So that's really helpful for me, just being newer to that style of competition. So, so as you're course, going, I want to rewind. I want to rewind just a tiny bit. Yeah, yeah. So last year we met at Granite Games. Mm-hmm. You surprised yourself at Granite Games as an individual athlete. Yes. We talked after that, right? And yep. then at some point between, because you were you were actually contemplating whether you were going to end your competitive career or not when we talked literally Sunday night after Granite Games. <laughs> yeah. And then you surprised yourself and you're like, you know what, maybe I need to stick around a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. What changed from that moment to January-ish to say, you know what, I'm going to forego individual and I'm going to go team? Great question. That's good to clarify. Um, so I had been working with uh, the coach of our team. The 6-4 training systems is our training, like our, you get mayhem proven 6-4 training systems is a popular one out in the Oceania region. Uh, led by Comey. And so he and I had been working together remotely. And after Granite Games, I had that like taste of success and was like, man, if I got here after 
the work that I had just put in for one short year, what's another year going to do? So I had signed on to continue doing, I plan to do individual for this year up until January. So then I competed at Wadapalooza, did really well in the RX division. I got second place. And after that, I had talked with my coach and he was like, can we put some serious thought into actually having you come out here to compete on our team? We have, uh, he was telling me about the athletes, Clint, Pieta, and Kendall, uh, and we're in need of a fourth athlete. He didn't necessarily say that front, but was just kind of teasing me with this idea of like, I am 99.% sure that we would qualify out of our region with you on this team. And that just sounded like such a fun adventure and cool adventure. And I weighed um, kind of the, like where I was at with career job responsibilities here with the dream of going to the CrossFit Games and decided to take them up on that and join the team. So I felt like I just had met those members when I got out there, but we have been doing the same programming just on different sides of the planet, essentially, for the last, at least for me, two years. They've been doing it longer. Different sides, different hemispheres. Yeah. The yes. whole bit. Yeah. So we, we talked about this briefly last time, but just in case people did not see your last episode, mm-hmm. this is a big jump for you. You had just kind of started a practice mm-hmm. that you're a partner in as a physical therapist. Mm-hmm. And to do this, you were going to spend quite a bit of time in New Zealand. Yes, yes. And your partner in your your practice stepped up and helped you out in that, correct? Shout, big shout out to Drew, Drew Nicholas. He's the savior of the day. He's the backbone to our team. Um, so yeah, we talked and um, I spent seven weeks for the opening quarterfinals in New Zealand. And so while I was gone, I was able, I'm a physical therapist. So I was able to see some clients virtually and then did some of the back end, like a little bit of social media and like just running a little bit of the back end stuff that you can do at home anyways while I was gone. And then I came all the way back for to work for the month of April and trained here by myself and then went back in the month of May to reacclimate to the time zone train with the team again to leading up to the Torium Pro. So I went back and forth a little bit to not completely abandon everything. Um, and so that was basically the best way to have both of those things work out versus like and originally I was thinking, okay, I would be gone from February to end of May when the semifinal competition is. And that was just too long to be away from because at the end of the day, Yes, I love being an athlete and competing, but what am I going to do for the rest of my life or like long, long term is this. So I needed to at least bounce back and forth a little bit for it. Do you ever sit back and think, my God, I'm blessed to have these people in my life? Yes. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Um, I constantly like I'm thinking in my head and trying to express that to the people like thank you so much for allowing me with this opportunity to even do it because so many jobs even my first job as a physical therapist i wouldn't have been able to do that so i feel very lucky to be in a setting where i have flexibility to do that as a business owner and that if i opened this business alone i probably wouldn't have been able to do this the business just wouldn't have sustained um 
and yet just to have people supporting along the way. I it, It's nice that what I do for a job overlaps a lot with CrossFit because I treat a lot of CrossFit athletes. Um, so hopefully the exposure and knowledge that I'm gaining just from this personal athletic endeavor helps me serve my clients even better as well. Um, and Corey said, the end of the day is different in upside down land. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's basically yeah. backwards over there. <laughs> so, so now you're there with your team through the open, you're training up until quarterfinals. And that's not atypical, right? You're just doing it in a foreign land, but a lot of teams don't really start training until after the open anyway. Right. I could see that. Um, we've, when I was there, we basically tried to like maximize on our team training as much as possible, just knowing it was limited because I wasn't going to be there full time. Um, so we started doing like a ton of worm work, like as early as possible, knowing it wasn't necessarily going to show up in quarterfinals, but absolutely would be at semifinals and beyond. Um, but in like all of our training ended up being like synchro, all four athletes or male, female pairs. Like we basically continued to follow the general programming of the gym anyways, and just made it team all the time. So that was really helpful just to catch me up as much as possible. And so you get through quarterfinals relatively easily, mm -hmm. um, easily qualify as a top 30 team. You were top five, right? If I remember correctly. We were second. Mm -hmm. I thought so. I just, I didn't know the, I didn't want to say something wrong. <laughs> or shoot it, yeah. <laughs> way, way up there. Yep. Um, so after quarters, you come back for one month. Yep. Kind of get back to real life. Mm -hmm. And then, and then after that month, it is a time to ramp it back up. So like, are there any tricks that you you're doing in training to stay synced with your teammates? I've heard of teams that like train to a metronome. And then like both, if you're not in the same place, then you kind of train to that same pace. Um, did you try any of those tricks? No, that, that sounds like a fun option. <laughs> we didn't do anything like that. We basically would just treat it as um, like your own individual workout. The three of them, when they're together, they will still do some synchro stuff. Uh, but I would just try to communicate with them like, oh, how'd you guys do on this? How'd you break it up? But um, I think it was a little bit of a blessing in disguise. Like I now having had training partners, because prior to this, I would do a lot of my training by myself. Um, so after like coming back in April, I was like, oh, man, it's so hard to work out by myself now. Um, because, But as fun as it is, the intensity of training with your team, for us at least, was way higher. I don't know if, at least from my perspective, it felt like we had to hit everything so much harder to like maximize on all of our training while we're all together. So our training blocks from the open to quarterfinals was like really, really high intense and like a lot of pressure, self-induced for me at least. And so removing myself from the situation because of other things is probably a blessing in disguise because being that high intensity for February, March, April, like that whole, it's a long season is tough to maintain. So not that we like took it easy, but it just has a different vibe that I'm sure you can appreciate um, being away. So it's kind of like, okay, continue to build by yourself. Then when we're back together, okay, we crank up the volume again and get back at it. So that's kind of how we approached it. 
So I, I can see that being kind of like a breath of fresh air, just get back to your family, your friends, mm-hmm. you know, your, your, your comfort zone for a month in the middle of the season to just kind of recharge the body and the brain. Right. But on the other hand, I can see like, I know myself as I, in a partner workout or a team competition, like I don't want to let anybody down. And like, I could see being so anxious about, oh shit, I'm here by myself. They're training still. Am I going to be able to keep up when I get back? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of that, not negative self-talk, but like anxiety, I guess, surrounding it. Um, the other girl on my team, her name's Pieta. We have been laughing, kind of joking a little bit. The guys on our team are so fit. They are on fire all the time. They're amazing. So we basically, the two females on the team were like, it's basically up to us how good we want to do. So we, uh, um, absolutely feel a little bit of that pressure to try to keep up, but I'm so thankful that like the environment of our team is so positive. Like even outside the gym, outside of team CrossFit games training, like we would all choose to hang out together. I think at least I would, um, and if I didn't have that supportive, like loving vibe of like friendship between each other, I could see that anxiety of like, oh, I'm the one holding us back on this workout being can get really toxic for some teams, I bet. So I'm just so thankful that like, even though we all, somebody's going to feel like the weakest link, no matter what that workout is. And we all have different workouts that we're going to do great in and feel like we're helping versus minimizing damage with. Um, but I'm just thankful that we're so supportive and we all trust each other that we're going to do as much as we possibly can to perform as well as we can when we need to. And so it ends up just being a very supportive environment, I would say, in the midst of all that stress. So you take the month of April here in the States and then you go back to New Zealand for May. Yep. Yep. You say you're gonna ramp it back up. Did did the intensity go go to eleven, as they said in Spinal Tap? Probably, yeah. <laughs> Once I started being able to like, it takes a good week to just feel good again after traveling and like all the time zones that you're traveling across. It it takes a good week to feel really like on it again. I would say so. You kind of like give yourself some grace for a week. And then, yeah, we did a lot of, um, like got it back on the worm, all the, just following the plan. Essentially we have our plan written out like through the games and everything at this point. So there's one other old guy in the audience mm-hmm. and he's like, the amps go to 11. And that's, <laughs> that's what I was quoting. Oh, um, so, um, and not only us old people know what that is. So another one that just went over my head. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, so you ramp it up and then I, and then you go to Torian and, and I have some questions just about like the 30,000 foot view of Torian because I've been preaching before the semifinal started that CrossFit had an opportunity coming out of COVID, like for the first time that there was going to be a crowd at these events mm-hmm. and they needed to treat it like a rock show. Right. Mm-hmm. And, when I watched Torian on TV and I was not there in person, it looked like a freaking rock show. Oh yeah. Like flames, like loud music, um, yep. like a party. Absolutely. <laughs> and so 
And I think North America dropped the ball. For the semifinals this year? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. The, the venues were not conducive to the rock show. There was no extra lights, no extra like individual athletes being announced onto the floor. Mm -hmm. Nothing that made it special. And, you know, that's that's kind of been my M.O. for the last couple of years. Like these yeah. are the final yeah. 300 individual athletes in the world. Yeah. And they yeah. all should be treated like it's special. That's fair. Um, and I felt like in North America that got that was a big letdown. Now they they right. sold out Pasadena and it was close to sell out in Orlando. Like okay. the crowd was there, but the party atmosphere that could have been added to that and make it go from, as I said, like 10 to a, like 11, mm -hmm. like wasn't there. And Torian looked like they took advantage of all of that. It's been like that for years though. The vibe of Torian. I don't know what they're doing down there, but for years, like Hunter, my boyfriend and I, um, we have always said like one of these days, let's just like make a trip and go to Torian Pro and watch because it's always been such a major event in that region. And I'm not sure exactly what is the reason for it because I, like, yes, this year I was really interested to see what the North America East and West was going to look like with just the change in 30 athletes to 60. Like, what was that going to look like? But even like Granite Games, was Granite Games as like hyped of a party as what the Torian Pro has always been? It was just way smaller, very cool venue being outdoors. Um, but yeah, there's there's always been a very different feel, I think, when you're at the Torian Pro. It's like a mini Coliseum. It's the same kind of setup, just not, I think it's like half the size of the Coliseum in Madison. And the flames on the sides, that I was wondering about, like, how is that going to be in real life? And it like exceeded expectations. <laughs> it was so cool. Um, but part of me wonders, just because it is so far away from the games, uh, is that the major CrossFit event for Australia and New Zealand? So do more people go to it knowing that this is the highest level of competition I will see because it's uh, it's less likely that you're going to make the trip all the way to the States for the games. Whereas in the United States, are you going to go to semifinals and then go to Madison unless you're like competing or have people like, or if you're a coach, something like that. If you're just a fan watching, I feel like you're probably going to pick Madison over semifinals if there's one, right? So, you can only get what about what the way they had it this year, five or 6,000 people at semis. Okay. Right. One is in California. One is in Florida. Mm -hmm. The games are in Madison, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. We're on like, that is a triangle on the United States as far apart as those things can be. Totally. I think there are people in California that were not going to make it to Madison. I think there are people in Florida that were not going to make it to Madison. Fair. Bruce asked the question, are we there to party or to crown a champ? Um, we're there to do both. I think what Torian does to elevate it is it is a true community event. They celebrate every aspect of CrossFit. Um, like uh, you see footage of, of things they're doing outside with just the spectators mm -hmm. and signing up for different competitions outside the, the venue going on at the same time. Is everything inside the venue. 
And I think the other thing that North America has missed other than the West Coast Classic is the way the seating is done. Mm-hmm. Um, the seating is elevated off the floor at Torian. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's not a bad seat. There's not an obstructed view. You can see from everywhere around the arena, which gets more at, gets more spectator engagement because they can see everything. It also allows the media, the coaches, the athletes, free roam around the competition floor to watch other athletes, to cover the, the event, cover the sport, do all those things. I think they have a lot of things going for them. That was the setup at West Coast Classic. That was just during COVID. God. And, then, you know, and it wasn't going to be that. Right. Bruce, I hate I hate to keep pooping you. <laughs> That's yes, a good point. But every aspect of this season, the NFL celebrates the playoff games and the Super Bowl. Right? Like it can do it all. NBA celebrates during playoff games and the NBA championship. It can be celebrated every level and make it it is sports is entertainment. It has to have elements of both the competition on the floor and entertainment around the floor. <laughs> it's a special place or it's a special weekend that they've created out there and having the simultaneous competition for the pro and pro-am divisions along with the elite divisions is cool because we had such a large crew come from the affiliate plus six four in Christchurch, New Zealand come to compete themselves as well as support two of the elite teams competing um, I also love the fact that on Saturdays, everybody wears pink and that's been a consistent practice that they've done for years. The pink is to honor, um, I believe her name is Hannah, uh, who passed away. I believe it's honoring domestic violence and at, that pink was her favorite color. So the entire Torian pro, we paint the pro pink and that's a really cool, like uniting way to experience the event too. So it's, it's just such a fun thing that everybody in that region looks forward to every year. So to sum this up, the Torian pro met all the expectations of this amazing event that you've seen on a stream for years. Mm -hmm. So your team gets there and, and this, I don't mean this to sound bad, but your team really hasn't been challenged throughout this season, right? Mm-hmm. Top three go. You and Torian Mayhem are clear and up far above every other team. And you took four seconds, a first, and a third. Yeah. Torian Mayhem took five firsts and a second, or five firsts and a fourth. Yes. Yeah. Like, there, there, there was no question who the two best teams at Torian were. I watched you last year at Granite Games. That is not the way your individual career has gone. No. What was it like being on a team where it was almost a foregone conclusion early in the weekend that you guys were safe? Yeah, that was definitely a different... I've never shown up to an event like that being like, okay, let's see if we can win. I 
was on the podium at Wadapalooza, which was cool and also unexpected. But going into this, obviously the goal is to podium because that's how you qualify for the games. And knowing all the sacrifices we've put in so far, it would have been a big, big disappointment if we didn't at least get that. So that was really cool to, I feel like, be a part of the major competition and like the the story of the team competition, I guess. Uh, so that was a different pressure, but it was really fun. Um, it was nice going into the last event knowing we just had to get 15th, I think is what one of the my teammates told me. And I was confident that w- no major blow up was going to happen that would result in less than 15th. So that was a nice place to be. Um, and I think at least I took it as like, let's see how, especially after the first event, um, all of a sudden second place wasn't good enough for us. So it was nice to compete with athletes like Royce Dunn, who I've like followed and watched as a spectator in Madison for years, be on the same floor next to them and try to hang with. And it was, it was, it's helpful to have pushed me as an athlete. Absolutely. So you look at that mayhem team games, athletes, Royce Dunn, great athlete. Absolutely. Do do you think your team has the ability in the next couple weeks to make enough tweaks and changes to challenge them for a spot on the leaderboard? That's a great question. Yeah, I think we have a lot of potential. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Our team name is 6-4 Army Endgame. And the endgame is... uh, off the Marvel movie movie Endgame. But for me, I was newer into the Marvel scene before this. But for me, what Endgame meant is like, we're focused on the Endgame. Like we know the Open, we're going to do okay. Quarterfinals will do okay. Semifinals is going to get better. And I think at the games is where we will be able to shine. The It's heavier stuff. It's higher skill. It's how well can you recover from X, Y, and Z over the course of three to four days. And so our end game, I think, is very strong. So I'm super excited about what we're going to see at the games. And I'm not necessarily focused on one particular team that we've competed against. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be cool. Yeah. And to rephrase it, you know, quarterfinals, you don't get to see who you're going up against, right? It's blind leaderboard. You do yeah. your stuff and you just hope it, everything falls where it needs to fall. Absolutely. You get to take the floor with someone you know that is a known commodity in this sport, right? And you get to kind of like see where do I stack up? Yes. What did you leave Torian with the confidence that you guys stack up with the best in the world? Yes. And that's obviously I've always, who doesn't have to work on mindset as an athlete? I would love to know anybody that is like never self-doubts or has those type of conversations in their own head. Um, So yeah, going into it, I kind of looked at us as like, oh, team one, and then here we are. And after event one, it completely changed everything. That's going to be one of the top three highlights of my athletic career ever, I think, because it was so powerful being at the touring pro event one such a surprise to myself as well as everybody watching um it definitely helped with the mind shift for sure yeah that's i mean that's that's a lot about what sports is right mm-hmm. they, they tell you don't you know 
blinders on, stay in your own lane, do your thing. But it is so natural for a human being to compare yourself to what you see around you. And for the whole season, you never really got to see, right? right. You get to see a score on a leaderboard, but we all know that those online components have faults and misrepresentations. And so there's a lot of doubt with that, just the integrity of that. Now you're on the floor where integrity is known because you have to do it in front of thousands and a judge in front of you. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, you're supposed to stay in your lane, but you kind of peek over and go, are we good enough? Right. I think we're good enough. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was a really helpful experience just to reinforce that. Yeah. We're doing everything that we can to set us, set ourselves up for success now and this year, next year, whatever we want to do in the future too. And, um, yeah, I'm very thankful for that experience. It was an absolute blast. We traveled back uh, the Wednesday after and I like woke up in my own bed back home and was like, did that even happen? <laughs> like, did we just compete at the Dorian Pro? That was, and not even just compete, like we showed up. It was great. So all so, good memories. Hypothetically, we we know this has a happy ending. You, you've made it to the end game, as you say. Yeah. You've invested a lot into this season, right? You have kind of put your practice on pause ish ish you 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 travel all the way around the world twice if you don't make the games like all that was for naught yeah and so that's got to also be like a load off your shoulders that that okay it wasn't for naught we made the end goal Yes. And I don't mean that you probably still have goals at the games, right? But, but at least you get to play now, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, I wouldn't have signed up for this if I wasn't absolutely confident we were going to do it too. So it didn't. But it so, yeah, but the, I was there. That stress of like, oh man, like if something, an injury that could have been myself, somebody else, like that could have been all it took to derail that whole thing. And I told myself, like, even if that happens, like, I won't regret doing this because I would have always wondered what if, first of all. And it was just such a fantastic experience to see another country in the world, meet amazing people. Everybody in that affiliate was just so, so fun. Yeah. And look, all that stuff. It was, I tried to make the most. And the absolute how most. can you, you're right. Like at the end of the day, the experience you had yeah. in seeing this, like these waterfall shots. Oh, how cool. Look how little I looked down there. It was huge. Like it's just amazing that you, in addition to training and making the games, right. you got, to, you got to live, you got to live, right? Yeah. How many, how many people don't get a chance to live like this? Right. And I told myself, like, when I'm 90, I'm going to be so, so happy that I did this versus the fear of what's going to happen. Like, I think in our culture, we're very, like, work, work, work until you die, um, which I absolutely love my career and where it's going. And I'm excited to, like, 
like I'm, I'm excited to be back here and like kind of get back on top of that too, because I love being able to serve our community and kind of change the, um, change what physical therapy and healthcare are. That's what we're, we're trying to like revolutionize the U S healthcare system through, uh, PT. And so like, that is part of my identity and I absolutely love it, but I'm so, so thankful to have been able to do this really that that fuels me a lot just as much as competing and my career does so it's kind of like a small blip in the radar long term like in a couple years it won't have a major impact um so like like mm-hmm. i said like we kind of talked about earlier, i'm just so thankful that i have people that allowed me to thrive in this environment for a short amount of time so i have to ask who is cuter, Hunter or the kangaroo? Oh man, look at his face! Hunter's face in that picture. He was—we were so excited about these kangaroos. We hyped him up so much. So, we, oh man, that's like a close tie. It was such a funny picture. I, will, I won't make you. I won't make you answer. <laughs> Thanks. We'll just let Hunter think that it's him. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, so. So you make it through the weekend, you celebrate, you get home, you think it's a dream when you wake up. But now, now you have to plan and train for the biggest moment of your athletic career. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, good way to put it. <laughs> but that moment is going to happen in the state where you live. I know it's crazy to have traveled all the way to to the other side of the planet to qualify for the thing that's like 90 minutes down the road i think less than 90 minutes so so where so where are you where's your team going to train between all the games yeah so we have been working on logistics of getting three athletes one coach out here for an extended time. Uh, so they're going to get here, I believe July 9th. So we'll have three weeks leading up to it to get them acclimated. Um, it's winter there. So it's like, I think, I don't know the, it's like zero degrees Celsius. So like thirties to forties. Um, so it's kind of cold. So getting used to hotter temperatures here and we will be training at my gym. My Badger CrossFit has been so helpful and accommodating to welcoming the um team so we'll be there a bunch um we've located a worm we the community has really stepped up so shout out to my badger fam um to help us like instead of going through airbnb it's always a little cheaper if you can just like go through like somebody that you know so we have i've set up a place we're gonna stay well they can stay um, a car to be able to use while we're here that isn't as expensive as a rental. So it's been really helpful to, um, that the community has, is really supportive and is excited to see everybody come here now. So they hosted you Mm -hmm. for two, two stints, like totaling 11 weeks in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. Now you get to play host. Yes. Is there, is there pressure on that or? Or is that what you're saying about the community? They've taken a little bit of that off of you. Yeah, that's been really helpful. But I have, there's a little bit of pressure to like make sure I set them up in like good place um, and all that stuff. Because uh, when I went out there, I got to stay with a couple that is a member of the affiliate, Rich and Janine. And they 
are two of the most beautiful people I've ever met on this planet. They're one of the Janino's in one of those pictures and they have this beautiful home with all this land and animals and that just exceeded my expectations. And they were such a important part of my experience of living there too. Um, I call them my New Zealand mom and dad. So uh, that I don't think I could ever live up to those expectations of hosting the crew here. Um, but yeah, no, the, like I said, the, the CrossFit community is so special because everybody's so excited and you can immediately rely on like a safe space and we're all cut from like kind of like the same branch if you're a part of it. So it should be so great. Who, who is going to do your body work while you're in Madison? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, cause I do a lot of it myself. Like I can, I do a lot of dry needling. Um, I can't like crack my own back and stuff like that, but, um, we have, so I'm a part of Onward Physical Therapy. This is our crew and we have clinics all over the country. So there is a fantastic clinic in Madison owned by my friend, Matt, Matt Keister. And I already hit him up. I was like, can we, can we spend some time at your Onward clinic while we're there? Uh, so we'll be making a stop in there. And he's used to hosting um, some games athletes as they come through for the games. Well, it's nice you have that connection. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's one of my favorite people. He's so, so good at what he does. So we'll be in good hands when we're here in Milwaukee. Um, so we'll, if anybody needs anything, um, just as training, the volume that we're doing is massive. Um, so we'll be able to like have them here as well as in Madison when we get there. So correct me if I'm wrong. I think you told me that you have been to every CrossFit Games in Madison or has it been every CrossFit Games period? No, just since it's moved to Madison, because I lived in Chicago before moving up to Milwaukee about a year, year and a half, two years ago now. Um, so it was an easy enough drive, I think two, two hours from Chicago. So a, a group of girls from my gym, we would go and watch every year. Some day, some years we would only go for one day, but most of them we would go all four days. And you would do that as a spectator? Yeah. Never yeah. as an athlete? Nope. I would always wonder, like after last year, um, after having competed in Granite, Granite Games and went well, like you go in with a different perspective of like, oh, I was kind of close. Um, like, how would I have done? And I remember just sitting there watching all the events and almost having like heat exhaustion. <laughs> and I was like, who am I to think I could compete here? I'm like passing out in the stands. <laughs> so I was joking about that, but it'll be obviously it, different priorities when we're <laughs> competing. It was but. really freaking hot there last year. It was so hot. Um, yeah, thank, thank God the media room is air conditioned. Nice. That's good to know. <laughs> um, so now you get to go to Madison as an athlete. It is pretty cool. Yeah. So what are you looking forward to most? I'm going to give you multiple choice. Okay. okay. That first event on the competition floor or checking in and getting your gear and the athlete kit as a cross. Oh, that's almost too hard to choose. I keep forgetting that that's going to be part of it. The gear part. Um, the pictures, the right. lockers. You feel just like a celeb, you know, that's going to be a highlight for sure. But I do think the first event will probably jump that. Absolutely. Like we're not, I mean, it is cool to get the perks and gear and stuff like that, but you do it to compete. Because the first event most likely will be on North Park, right? I'm guessing. Most likely, yeah. 
most likely, right? The most policy that would be special. So that big uh, inflatable arch that you have to run through, kind of like a mini <laughs> tunnel. Yeah. Run out to your lane mm-hmm. and you go out there into that big crowd. That's going to be a pretty cool moment. It's going to be special also because even before I chose to do this uh, go team for this year, so many people from my affiliate here, from the Milwaukee area, from Chicago, all my friends that are still in Chicago, um, my community within Onward and our physical therapy like group, we're all such CrossFit fans. Even before all this, I know so many people that were planning to go to the games. And so while my team is based out of Oceania and coming from like the furthest possible point on this planet you could be coming from, I, we might have like the biggest crowd support there, to be honest. So that was one of my next cool. questions. How many friends and family are coming? Yeah. Like every, my parents are coming. I'm pumped about that because they haven't seen me do anything since Granite Games. So I'm excited they'll be there live. Um, but yes, I, I, I don't know how many people are going to be making the track all the way from New Zealand. Uh, I know my one teammate, her parents are coming, which is going to be fun. Uh, but yeah, like, I don't even know how many people are coming. It's just a normal thing. If you live in Milwaukee, like I'll at least get a day ticket. So we're going to be having a ton of people there. And so I'm currently in the process of uh, getting some game supporter tees. We're going to have a six, four army shirt that I want like everybody to rep while we're there. So it's going to be cool to see how many people are like supporting, I guess. Can you call me like the hometown hero for this event? Yeah. yeah. Why not? You're from there. (laughs) That'll be so fun. You're flying a different flag. (laughs) Right. Right. but, But you know, yeah. <laughs> and then then you you like you have your that that pump up song because I'm I'm thinking in my head that you know just you have the 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 shirts and then you got to hook up with Seven Nation Army somehow you know that song as as like a pump up song only you just change yeah. it to Six War Army. <laughs> That's a good idea. I've never thought of that actually. Yeah, that's perfect. Um yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. So back at Torian, what is the one thing that you learned about yourself that you're going to take with you onto the competition floor in Madison? That's a good question. Let me think. Um, I have learned that I tend to compete on a conservative side. I like to err on the side of caution And so we approach this as, well, let's go for it and like try to take these risks as even if it goes sour, like it's not going to be, it was a unique opportunity because if we messed up, like it still was going to be okay. And so that's something that I've learned that it's okay to sometimes push it a little bit, especially team with some of the events you had some like work to or rest in the workouts, whereas individual, you probably won't unless it's interval. So I was able to kind of push myself out of my comfort zone and not compete. I don't want to say compete scared, but that's still a different vibe, but like compete conservatively in a way. So taking more risks will be, would be my answer. Yeah. I I think it's, I think it's smart to take risks, but you have to be smart about when you do it. Absolutely. Yes. Competition Um, is a lot is something that I'm 
continuing to learn and try to develop more. Um, Cause you could like, for example, I don't think I was necessarily any fitter than a lot of the girls at Wadapalooza. I think I just had a better plan often. So you don't have a lot of big, big game competition experience. Granite Games, Wadapalooza, Torian. Pretty much. Am yeah. I, I did Wadapalooza two years. So two okay. times at that event, but yeah, that's and it. Now, and now the games. <laughs> yeah. The biggest <laughs> you've ever, the biggest you've ever competed in front of. Mm-hmm. Do you think, it's going to be, it's going to be different for you, right? Your, your friends and family are going to be in the crowd. You're, you're like you said, you're the hometown hero. This is kind of like your home turf. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the biggest crowd you've ever been in front of. Like, are you going to be able to keep the adrenaline at at a sustainable level off the, off the, the start? Because this is four days, right? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, to be honest, I thought I saw somewhere that teams were Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but I could be absolutely making that up because I also saw somewhere where it was Thursday. But I would hope it'd be four days. It's got to be like a step up from semifinals and the other competitions we've done. Okay. We'll go with that. You know more than I do. Um, Yeah. I, I don't know. It's going to be a lot of emotions because, it's such a special event and like going from spectator to competitors is a crazy thing to have happened in my opinion. Um, and like, these are such important people we've talked about too. Like these are now going to be the teammates on art that I have are some of the most important people in my life now. And after this, like it's, I don't have plans to see them again too. So I personally am like a little sad about it ending already. Like I know that's gonna be bittersweet. Um, just because Don't far ahead, I have more questions. I know, sorry. Um well, it's it's a lot of emotions. I even felt some of that while I was at Torian, just because that was the end of my chapter out in that region. I was coming home after, so I was just not sad. I was thrilled at the outcome, but just moving into the next phase there's just a lot of emotions with it. So I am at least hoping that me being aware of all of that will help because if you're unaware of like why you're feeling certain ways, that's not super helpful. So I'm just going to try to channel all the adrenaline and how special the moment is in a positive way to perform better. So mm-hmm. what is the goal for the team at the games? Do you have a placing like where you want to finish or is it, the athlete response of, we just want to do the best we can. I know. <laughs> no, I, I would say if there's going to be cuts, I don't believe we know anything about cuts, right? Have you heard anything? Yeah. So if there are cuts, we would like to be able to complete the entire competition. So not get cut at any point. I mean, at least my travel is not too crazy, but imagine traveling a 27 hour trip to get here and not complete the full weekend at minimum, I would love to make it through to Sunday if there's cuts. I, I think you're competing conservatively. Oh, thanks. (laughs) I mean, you went toe to toe with some serious competition. 
I think, I think you're going to be okay. Thank you. I'm excited because I said, like, we have some tricks in our pocket. Like the, my teammates are, I'm so thankful that they are so fit and I can just try to hang (laughs) and then pray for strength events. Um, I'm working on it though. But yeah, actually, I will tell you, keep your eyes out. If there's a swim event, I think we could do really, really well. Well, you're, you're an oceanic team. That's expected. Mm-hmm. So I just got to hang with that too. So <laughs> I'm really excited um, about the possibility of that. Well, and, you know, since we hung out at Granite last year, I've followed you pretty closely since then. And like, I think you've gotten way better. Like oh, you, you're, you're downplaying your fitness because of the fitness of the men on your team, you have improved tremendously over the last year. I even, from when I got there week one of the open to quarterfinals, I had like eight PRs in that span of like max ring muscle ups, max strict handstand pushups, um, a couple of my lifts as well too. Um, Lifting was never a question. Say that again. Lifting was never a question. (laughs) Yeah. That's my strength is my strength. <laughs> um, so I want to kind of go down that road, right? I've heard Sam Cornier say that being on a team allowed him to work on some of his weaknesses because um, he didn't have to like focus fully on just being ready to compete, right? He could, um, he could work. It gave him some extra time and accessory work to work on the stuff he needed to work on mm-hmm. and being on a team for a year made him better mm-hmm. as an individual athlete going into this season. So I ask you the same question after, do you think it was a smart move for you to do team for a year and it will make you a better individual athlete? Absolutely. A hundred percent. And part of that is probably just being surrounded by athletes that push me because I had historically been training by myself. I'm trying to work on developing um, a community of people to train with here, which I have been finding, which has been really positive. Um, But just being able to train with like-minded, amazing physical and mental athletes has been really helpful. But just an example of gymnastics, like the workout with the ring muscle up, bar muscle up, synchro and thrusters. Um, if it was me by myself, like we did unbroken sets up until like through the round of 11. And when I hopped up to do my set of 11 bar muscle ups, I didn't think I was going to be able to do it, but I have a hard time talking when I'm out of breath. So I didn't know how to be able to communicate with Kendall, my teammate, like, Hey, I need a break. So I was like, okay, we're either just going to do it or I'm going to fall off this bar. And so, because he was continuing to go, I was like, okay, we're going to hang on. And so it's making me, it's pushing me to realize like, okay, just when I'm uncomfortable, doesn't mean I can come down. If I was by myself, I probably would have split that up. So in our training, like doing bigger sets of toes to bar because I have to hang on for dear life or it's going to mess up the whole team is such a nice motivator to like help me realize like what I actually can do. Cause I would just, well, that you have a reference to go back to when you're doing it individually. Well, I know I can do this many. I did it. At right. It's opening my eyes. And like, that's, I think what we, I might've talked to you about, like after Granite Games, like you live in your little bubble. And then when you go and compete, you get that check-in of like, oh, this is how I stack up. But it also opens you up to, wow, this is actually what some athletes are doing that I didn't think was 
possible or like realistic to do. It, it just raises your ceiling that you might be putting on yourself. Well, it's funny you say that, and I didn't intend to go down this road, but mm-hmm. you know, one, of, one of my best friends is a master's athlete who competes at the highest level. Cool. I've talked to Ariel Lowen, who <laughs> trains alone. Both of them train alone. Yep. And they talk about how, like, Ariel is coaching herself this year. Wow. And so she's doing all the programming, and you really don't know if what you're doing is working until you get to semifinals, right? Yeah. And like, and that's a long road of unknown. And I talked to Jamie, the master's athlete who has nobody around her to train with. Nobody, no, nobody puts into the leaderboard what they're doing in the programming she's following. So she has no idea where she compares and like a whole year of training before the big competition. And it's this big, long unknown. And you, you were doing the same thing. So being on a team now you know, like you're with these other three people mm-hmm. every day and you know every day if you're getting better or not, or are you good enough? I guess right. that's the biggest question for an athlete, right? Am I good enough? Yeah, absolutely. So it is nice to lean into having the team. Um, and I think it's kind of nice, like I can, now there are friends that I could probably continue to like, if we're doing the same programming, like discuss some things together beyond just this season which is nice um and you know that like this person's strength is handstand push-ups and if you start getting closer to them you're going in the right direction right and people are often kind of like private about it because they don't want to like give away where they're at and stuff like that but i think it can be really helpful to check in yeah like on successes but it can also ruin like the what Hunter always tells me this comparison is the thief of joy. I think I don't know if he's listening, <laughs> um, and I've been prone to that as well. Like comparing and then getting down on yourself. So like there are pros and cons to both scenarios. Um, so finding that balance and taking it when it's a positive and ro- rolling with that, and then just being okay with like trusting that process. Otherwise, we say that all the time and physical therapy, like you have to trust the process. So I try to approach my training with that too. Yeah. And, and when I asked Ariel that, like, how do you, and she just has to, she goes, I've done this for three years now. Like, like I know what I need and I just have to trust the fact that I'm going to do it. Right. And like somebody who has a max that's 50 pounds heavier than my max, like I shouldn't be going off their percentages. Like that's not going to serve me best. And so just comparing you to you, like um, often the, I've been doing assault running or assault runner intervals and my assault runner is like dusty and old and like it takes way longer to get through an 800 than if it was like a brand new one. So like if I'm comparing to people outside anyways, it's not an accurate comparison. So as long as I am getting better at my weaknesses, that's another thing I just try to like repeat in my head all the time. <laughs> So I want to finish up with this because we're coming up on the hour and that is you're doing this team thing and and you're not even to the game. So I can't believe we're going to talk about this, but I'll probably have you back on after anyway. But anyway, good, sounds good. Um, you did the year of team. Is the plan next season to do team again? Or do you think you're ready to make that run at an individual run? 
Yeah, that's a, I've been asked that plenty of times. Um, I mean, I love these people and it would be so fun to think about like, man, now we have like some actual experience. Let's do it again. Um, but I, two of the teammates that are going to be moving to Australia, so they won't be at that affiliate anymore anyways. So it kind of makes my decision easy. Um, so as maybe like for some invitationals, that'd be super fun to like reconnect and get on the same team because I'm absolutely loving it. But as of right now, I do plan to do individual. I don't want to give you an out. So mm -hmm. now you're known as a high-end team athlete. Oh, thank you so much. So next season, it's not out of the question that you get a call. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's true. Right? Like, yeah. Like I've talked to a lot of these athletes. It happens. That's Yeah, you're right. I didn't even consider it until you just brought that um, up. And especially you're a woman and finding the two women for a team seems to be the hardest thing to do in this sport. Yeah. So yeah that's actually a valuable commodity at this moment. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. So, say, so it's not, it's not possible with, with six, four army anymore. Unlikely, and, I believe, but we try not to look too far ahead as well. But, but you get a call. Mm -hmm. Someone says, I don't know, hypothetically proven calls you and says, Hey, we need a fourth. <laughs> That'd be wild. Um, my plan right now is I would love to see out another individual year, to be honest. Um, I think with the new system of like 60 athletes at one semifinal in North America, that could be like, I got to do that at some point for sure. So I, as of right now would plan to do individual, but just like I would, this time last year, I would have said the same exact thing and look where I'm at. So it's so dependent on the situation and opportunities and anything is probably going to be less of a commitment and time commitment than what I did this year. So who knows? Um, we'll see how this year goes. So I, I'm going to ask you this question because we're friends. Yep. Yep. And I know you as an athlete. Looking at this year's semifinals very power output type workouts. My friend Kelly is really good at power output. Thank you. <laughs> um, did you ever look at the workouts and go, damn, this was a year I could have done really well as an individual? Or were you so focused on the goal of the team? That's a funny question because I did look at them and I was told to keep your mind on team. And I was like, that's fair. I understand. Um, but in hindsight, yeah, I always, I mean, I'll look at events from like, if I, like, a, I would look at rogue invitational and be like, Oh, how, I, how would I have done there? Like, I just, am always curious. Um, and I looked at them and I was like, Ooh, that would have been a bad one for me for like a couple of them. So, uh, it's I, super helpful information to see where the style of program is going and just with like Boz taking over and the new semifinal, like just everything is changing. So it's helpful information to just keep in mind and know where to cater training to. So it, yeah, it does excite me though, because I feel like I'm in a good place where I don't have a workout that's going to absolutely halt me. Like I can do the gymnastics. I love a heavy barbell. I'm working on always working on endurance. Um, so I am very curious to see what a semifinal event in the future could be like. Yeah, because it's all about consistency. One one engine workout out of seven 
And I love, I like machines to be honest. Like I do like machines and that has gone from a major weakness to not so bad. Um, so yeah, it, it is exciting to think about. Yeah. That's why I'm kind of like, Ooh, I got I got to And, and after we met at Granite Games, like I was looking at this going, Thank you for thinking of me. I had one of my friends told me like, this would be good for you. And I was like, I didn't agree with that, but thanks. <laughs> but that's me. I got to change. change. Yeah. I'm constantly adjusting as well, I go to the CrossFit games. Yeah. And congratulations, my friend. Thank you so it, much. It was hard, all the hard work, all the dedication you put into the season Thank paying you. off is so awesome for you. It feels very special. I'm very, very pleased with it. And I can't wait to be in the media pit watching you take the floor for the first time Thanks. in Madison. With I know, I, I'm, I'm hoping, well, I don't know what to expect from like, I love the social aspect of going to the CrossFit games. So it's going to be like strictly business this time. Um, I hope I can see you at some point and hang for a bit, but I'll send you the link to our six, four army shirts <laughs> as well. Okay. That will be awesome. Yeah, sure. yeah, um, yeah. I know, you know, covering the games for the last couple of years, I don't expect anything from an athlete because you guys are pulled and tugged and oh, yeah, yeah. everywhere. And um, you'll absolutely run into Hunter at some point. He's my like, oh, he's my, yeah, yeah. He's my mouth anyways for <laughs> talking to everybody. So. I know he'll be in the front row with his camera getting all the footage. He loses his voice and gets sick after every one of these events, by the way. <laughs> so this is going to be even worse. Yeah, it'll be fun to see Hunter too. So yeah, yeah. Um, and I can't wait to root you on. Um, just know I'll be in the pit rooting you on and hoping that you guys, you know, maybe Continue top, to, top maybe podium, who knows? What that would be such a pleasant experience. <laughs> pleasant, just pleasant. So pleasant. I what think if you podium, it's off the chain. Yeah. And your your crowd's gonna go absolutely yeah. over I that. Screaming. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I will say there is one other team that has a huge following. It is A B CrossFit Mayhem. Gosh, they yeah. Like they're, they they're were party. in Orlando. They could, we could have a bigger group, but like they're going to be louder, probably. But isn't that awesome for the team division? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like that's what we need in the team division is right. groupies everywhere to make that a party. Right. Because the individuals are just party. always followed more, but there's more and more well known athletes in the team division this year. So I think even from just last year, it's going to, it's going to feel different, I think. Yeah. Their story is pretty crazy too, um, you know, getting disqualified last year before it ever got started, and then to make it to the games this year. Yeah, it was such an impressive showing. I I didn't necessarily know who they were, but now we all do. So very cool for them. Yeah, well, Kelly, I want to thank you so much. As always, it's a treat having you on and getting to catch up, and I can't wait to see you in Madison. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for having me on. I'm here whenever you want to. <laughs> All right. And everybody in the chat, thank you so much for following along. And we'll see everybody next time on the Clydesdale Media Podcast. See ya. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, 
best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C, the number four energy.com. That's C4energy.com. And now back to the interview. 